Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. God's got her back all the time. Amen. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. morning. I'll go right ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, this is Sister Sabrina. Good morning. Declare victory. Good morning. Happy um, Sister Valacita. Happy Wednesday. God bless everybody on the call. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Sister Sabrina. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday to you. How are you? Doing okay. And yourself? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Hi, Valacita. This is Kat. Good morning. Happy was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Sister Kat. Happy Wednesday to you. Yes. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. My name is Kim. Good morning, Kim. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Kim, is this your first time calling in? Yes, it is. Oh, well, welcome. Who invited you? Thank you. Um, I am a friend of uh, Dion on Facebook. I don't personally know her, but I follow her, so I'm a friend of hers on Facebook. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm so glad that you joined us this morning, and I hope you continue to call in. Okay. Thank you. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alcita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Have a <laughs> good day. Good morning, Sister Lisa, and happy Wednesday, and hey, hey to you. <laughs> good to hear you say 
Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Joyful. Good morning, Joyful. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. My name is Chastity. It's my first time joining. Did you say Chastity? Yes, Chastity. Chastity. Well, welcome. Good morning, and thank you for calling in. Who invited you? Um, Didi did. Didi. Awesome. So glad to have you with us, and we hope you continue to call in. Welcome, Thank welcome, you. welcome. Hey, Chad. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Dalasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Dalasita. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank God you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Good morning, grateful Deborah Evans, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. This is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Kevin, is this your first time calling in? No. Okay, okay. Well, good to hear your sound, and and, uh, happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, and encourage you and, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of February, where our monthly theme is entitled Surrender. Each declare will focus on the process necessity and value of a surrendered lifestyle and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer, I just want to remind everyone to please take a look at your phone and make sure you're on mute. Thanks so much. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach to participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one submitted prayer request, and that's actually from me. 
And I'm just asking for prayer for the Bruce and Green families. Um, my cousin passed away. Her name is Crystal. She passed away yesterday. So if you could just lift us, lift us all up in prayer. I appreciate that. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Christina. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from Psalms chapter 37, verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Christina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning for you being God and being God all by yourself. We thank you for what you've already done, for who you are, what you shall do. God, but the who you are part is the most important. Thank you for being our God, for being our Savior, for being the love of our soul, the one that lifts up our bowed down head. The one that has provided every single thing that we've needed. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. Thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals us. Thank you for being Jehovah Gabor, the one that fights for us and wars for us. Thank you for being Jehovah Nisi, our banner and our covering. Thank you for being our protector, our provider, our strength, our shield, our buckler, everything that we need you to be for you declared, I am that I am. And thank you for being the great I am in our lives. Thank you for showing up in the nick of time. Thank you for always being there for you declared that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for being God and God all by yourself. You don't need to consult man about anything or any enemy or the devil. Thank you. Thank you for singing about us. Thank you for drying up every tear. Thank you for mending the broken heart. Thank you for being our comforter. Thank you, God, for who you are and who you've been to us. And we just want to say thank you before we ask you for anything. We just want to adore you. We just want to love on you and exalt you and give you the glory and the honor that you deserve. For you are worthy of all of our praise. Even when we don't feel like it, you're still worthy. Even though we're not worthy, you're still worthy. And we just say thank you. Thank you this morning for even waking us up because we didn't have to wake up this morning. God, thank you for breath in our bodies. Thank you that we can move around the way we can, God. Things may not be as well as we want them to be, but they are sure better than they could be, and they're better because we have you. Thank you for giving us a, a new way of seeing things, giving us a perspective in life, giving us a, a way out of no way that you make for us all the time because you are a way maker. 
Thank you for repairing the breach. Thank you, Jesus, for being right there at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, because sometimes we don't even know how to intercede for ourselves, and we just thank you that you have fixed us, God, to the extent of where we're still being conformed and transformed to the image of your dear son, Jesus, and you are fixing our hearts, regulating our minds to the extent where we can think right. You said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Thank you that we are learning how to keep our minds stayed on you so that we can be in perfect peace. Thank you for that peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for you being our light and then calling us light. Thank you for you being our glory and our strength. And then you say we're glory carriers because you live on the inside of us. Thank you for even choosing to live on the inside of us by your spirit. And because of that, we have been declared the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are your righteousness because of what Jesus did for us, not by our own acts and not by our own stuff and not by how good we are, how smart we are, whatever we have. It's because of the blood of Jesus. Help us to remember who we are because of who you said that we are, not what the world says, not what we even think sometimes, but you called us your children. You called us joint heirs. You said that we're royal priesthoods. You said that we're overcomers. You said that we're more than conquerors and we have the victory. So we stand up and take our rightful place and declare your glory in this earth as the waters cover the seas, God, there's so much that you've given us, and we don't even realize that sometimes we live beneath our privilege because we are your kid, the king's kid. So, God, we just bless you. And we thank you for this month of surrender, this time of surrendering, surrendering our lives to you because surrender is a lifestyle, God. But we give up everything else that's involved in that. We surrender, God, our emotions and our feelings to you, God. We surrender, God, our time and our talents and our gifting to you. We surrender even our finances, Father, that you can have your way and that your will shall be done. You said many are the plans in a man's heart, but your purposes shall prevail. Thank you for going before us and preparing the way. Thank you for already writing our names down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for your word that we hide in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Because truthfully, Father, we're here for your glory. We're here to please you. We're here to complete the assignments you have given us. It's not about us. So we surrender any agenda that doesn't line up with the truth of your word. We lay it down, God, at your feet. We surrender pride and um, attitudes and issues and um, addictions and abuse and all that stuff. We lay it down. We, we lay down being victimized by situations and circumstances, God. And we say that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And it's you that's in us. We're going to be like Paul. We're going to forget those things behind us. And we're going to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, what you did for us on the cross because you didn't have to do it. And when you did, you said that it was finished. So if it's finished, then it's already done. So, God, we thank you that we stand in agreement with that truth in our lives. We stand in the agreement that we have the authority to cast down, to pluck out, to pull down, to get rid of those things, to declare a thing. And it already be so because you've already established it. Thank you. I say established. God, thank you for establishing. But it's been established in us. We bless you. 
and therefore we don't mind surrendering. Yes, it's hard, but thank you for loving us into it. Thank you for not just giving up on us when we don't get it right. Thank you for not just casting us to the side and disqualifying us as we're running this race. Thank you for the opportunity and the space to repent. So we repent, and we ask that you forgive us of our sins of um, commission, what we know, and and omission when we don't know. God, we ask that you would continue to show us how to live this life out in a way that's pleasing before you. God, we love you. And you said if we love you, that we would keep your commandments. Teach us, Father, even the more. I don't have to ask. You're doing it by our trials and our tribulations and the things that we face in this life. So we just say thank you. You are a good, good Father, you don't just create us and then bring us in and graft us into your family and then just leave us alone and tell us to figure it out. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading and guiding us into all truth, showing us the way to take. And we need you. We cry out to you because you are our strong tower. You are our avenger. You are the one that fights for us. And so, God, we just say thank you. And we hide ourselves and tuck ourselves in to that secret place of you, the most high God, in that shelter where we can abide with you, the almighty. And we bless your holy name for you are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you. Even with every element, obeying your command, Father, what is it that you're mindful of us and that you love us so much? Thank you for loving us when we didn't even love ourselves. Thank you for loving us while we're still in the midst of our mess. Thank you for sending your son to die for us while we were yet sinners. That's a great love. Teach us how to love, to love in spite of, to love unconditionally, to love um, those that that, that misuse us and mis treat us and have to an extent abuse us. God, teach us how to forgive in that area where we really love, not just by lips, but really with a heart. We desire that clean heart that David talked about, that pure heart, that pure heart and that clean spirit. Thank you for that. It belongs to us. So we exercise today walking in the fruit of the spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the goodness, the meekness, the temperance, that self-control peace. God teaches how to control our appetites and not just for food, but for stuff that's against you, God, that we would surrender even that to you. We surrender our thinking, God, to you and ask you to have your way and we bless you. Thank you for Valacita praying for her family member. We lift up the Bruce and the Green family and every single family. We know your dear daughter, Dion, and everybody that's going through a time of trying with grief and mourning with the love to the lost one. God, we thank you that precious in your eyes is the death of the saints. God, let us make sure as much as we can, it's up to you, some plant, some water, but you give the increase. Let us be light and salt. Let us spread your gospel. Let us tell people the truth so they have an opportunity so they can see your face. And you not say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. God, we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's the time we get to rest. There's so many people that don't know you out here today. And so it's time for us to turn up our lights and make it bright before them so that they can see our good works and glorify you, which is in heaven. God, we thank you for using us and choosing us for such a time as this. 
And because you chose us, God, we just want to bless you this morning. We just want to thank you this morning. We thank you for being the God of all comfort. So we give you glory. We open up our mouths and we take our phone off the mute and we just say thank you, God. We're not complaining about nothing. We don't even have to ask for anything. Hallelujah. 
And as we're ready with this war, God, with this armor we have on, thank you for your word, our weapons. Thank you for the power of prayer, for the fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much, and we have much to avail before you, God. In the process, we humble ourselves and surrender it all to you. Thank you for Dion. Thank you for her life. Thank you for everybody on this call. Thank you for making us a family. Indeed, uh, a family indeed. Thank you in Jesus' name as I pass the call to Dion. Well, good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Wednesday, family. Again, it is another day's journey, and I am grateful. As always, I thank you all for meeting me here on this Wednesday. I thank God for another opportunity to speak life in dry places. I thank God for another opportunity to say he is great and yet greatly to be praised. Thank you, Valuable, uh, for, as always, hosting us with such grace and poise. Thank you, Lisa, for uh, jumping in. I don't know if you replaced Christine. I just have a, a list, so I had an expectation. But, Lisa, love you. I appreciate your prayers this morning. And to each of you, uh, that have gathered here this morning. I give God glory for each of your lives. I thank God for another opportunity to get this thing called life right, whatever that looks like. Um, I believe that we will all uh, go through the process of the great attempt. That's what I call it. I don't, I don't know that we'll ever uh, perfect it. I think when we perfect it, that's it. Um, but I will absolutely 
keep my hands on, as Grandma would say, the gospel plow this morning. Again, thank you all for your well wishes, your prayers, your condolences, your sincere encouragement. You have and continue to bless me, and I give God glory for each of your lives. Listen, there is absolutely a word from the Lord on today. Today is also our day. We have set aside for fasting and for prayer, and uh, we will be fasting from now until 5 p.m. Meet us right back here where Rochelle leads us in our corporate prayer at 5 o'clock today. Um, Let me say this before I go into my share for the day. I thank God for our Wednesday fasts. Um, I am sure they are part of the reason um, that I, well, of course, it's always God's grace, but I know that uh, had I not been fasted up, had I not had a fasted life, I'm not really sure uh, where I would be with regard to uh, my emotions. Uh, and I thank God for um, just a mind to fast consistently. Uh, it has certainly uh, added to uh, my ability to, to rest in my weakness, to give God permission uh, to be strong in and through me. And so I thank God for those of you that will join me today in the fast. If you've never fasted, uh, if if perhaps you have not gotten to the place where you can fast from food just yet, I would implore you to begin to consider it as part of your relationship regimen, not ritualistically, uh, not with uh, a hope or an anticipation that you'd get a cookie. <laughs> but what I will say is uh, I, I can definitely say it will add to um, your spiritual stamina. Amen. With that being said, um, we have had an amazing, uh, I guess probably today would make the 10th or 11th allotment of uh, this (laughs) prophetic word that I didn't know was prophetic when he gave me the order and the structure of how uh, 2024's declaration um, lineup would go, keeping in mind that he gave all this information to me in October. Um, never in a million years would I have uh, began to fathom having to stand in surrender. Uh, if I were to coin my share this morning, that's exactly what I would coin it as standing in surrender. Uh, Almost sounds oxymoronic to uh, suggest that one would be uh, standing and surrendering, but the reality is even if we watch an old historical uh, war movie, uh, there there were times where the soldiers would uh, gather the POWs, the prisoners of war, uh, and they would have to walk lined up uh, one after the other uh, toward wherever their captors were leading them. Nevertheless, uh, they always wound up standing. 
right? Uh, now, eventually, they they would be seated, but uh, they were almost always walking forward. There was a momentous surrender, um, and and not. Uh, for anything other than they were generally held at gunpoint uh, to go to uh, whatever it is, the location, those that had captured them uh, would would lead them. And so uh, as, as this morning we go into uh, a little bit of a journey, um, I want to share a couple of things with you that will probably make you uh, uncomfortable. Wince. Uh, if you would, in your seats or shift a little bit uh, as you venture into the course of your workday. Uh, but I would absolutely encourage you to listen with an attentive ear as um, I share with you through this um, extremely public life of mine <laughs> uh, some very pinnacle moments through this part of the journey through this part of my process. Uh, as uncomfortable as it may be, I understand that um, there are lessons to be had that have the potential uh, to shift your life if you would let them. Uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, my phone rang and I looked at the number and I assumed it was uh, one of my bonus children, my, my foster son. His number starts with 916. And I looked down at the phone. And when I answered the phone, I said, hey, son. And on the other end of that phone, there was the voice of a woman. I could hear the tremble in her voice as she said, hello. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought this was my son. And she said, no, this is Linda. And it took me a minute for the the dots to connect. And I said, okay, <clears throat> still not recognizing the name. She said, this is Linda Thomas. Immediately, uh, my my spirit understood that there was a conversation that I had longed for for about 26 years. And <laughs> I immediately got uh, emotional because it was a necessary conversation. promise I'm going somewhere, and I'm going to give you some word context in a minute, but I want to paint a picture for you before I do that. And so, Linda, 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 I've waited 26 years to tell you I am so sorry. And she said, you don't have to be sorry. And I said, no, 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 no. I need you to understand that I have to say it, not for you, but for me because it's what I'm being provoked to do. And she said, um, and, and I, I accept your apology. And my statement was, I never knew you existed. She said, 
I know, I was told that as well. There was this relief and release as I shared it, as it was Demarie's father's wife of many, many years. I didn't know that he was married when I conceived my son. I found out he was married when I was almost seven months pregnant, and I was horrified, not just because he was married, but because he took my choice. I didn't have a say in the matter uh, at all. That in mind, I promise I'll tie it all up. We're going to go to John, the 19th chapter, and uh, we're going to start at about the 25th verse. <laughs> Close your mouth. I said it all out loud. It's okay. I'm built for this. All right, so we're going to go to John 19, 20, uh, yeah, let's start at, um, yeah, let's start at 25. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Salome, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And so Jesus, seeing his mother and his disciples whom he loved, esteemed standing near, said to his mother, Dear woman, look, here is your son. And then he said to the disciples, John, look, here is your mother. Protect and provide for her. For that hour, uh, from I'm sorry, from that hour, the disciples took her in, at, the disciple took her in as his own and into his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was not finished, said in fulfillment of the scripture, I am thirsty. Um, I'm going to pause right there and go uh, back up to verse 25, and I want you to pay close attention to, so the soldier did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus uh, were his mother, his mother's sister, Salome, Mary, wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Standing were uh, his mother. Standing, standing, uh, standing, standing. Um, uh, so many of these uh, uh, recent phone calls are the kind that uh, have the power to make one's knees buckle and or to uh, shift one's stance or uh, to impede upon or intrude upon uh, one's balance because uh, the, the context, the content, and the uh, idea of these things that have transpired have the power um, to 
do one of two things, either shift me into a place of what we like to call uh, the wall slide or move me into a place of um, really understanding that there is a, a stance, there is uh, this thing that you uh, grip your feet in, the foundation. His name is Jesus. There, there are so many different uh, things that have transpired in such a very, very short period of time, things I would never have anticipated. Who would have ever expected that uh, one simple word uh, could, could help me to further process uh, one of the deepest, greatest pains in my life and not to compare my son to Jesus by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but what I, what I will say is uh, this passage ties a heart of a mother. This passage ties uh, the heart of, of one who uh, could only feel uh, this pain equally. Now, ama amazingly, uh, DeMarie has a brother. His name is Elijah. And Elijah and DeMarie are 14 days apart. <laughs> father passed when he was 12 years old, and um, in and through uh, that process in and of itself was uh, very difficult for him to process, but uh, by God's grace, the boys uh, would stay in touch. Uh, one is chocolate, chocolate, and my baby was more of a red bone, but it's like looking in the same face, just different uh, complexions. As a mother, uh, there there is a thing uh, just down on the inside. I could only imagine Mary having to uh, onlook as she knows that her son is a, a lamb for the slaughter. She knows that her son is uh, a catalyst for change. She understands that uh, from the beginning she uh, came in standing. She was literally an absolute vessel for uh, transition. Imagine uh, the moment that the angel of the Lord came and told her her assignment. I'm sure she never processed or considered the idea that one day, one day that whole uh, surrender would be taken before her eyes and she'd have to stand and witness it, not really realizing that uh, she had signed up for a 33-year brief assignment. Who would in the beginning, who would carrying a child even begin to fathom. I, I only get to steward this life for 33 years, and the reality was uh, that all we ever have the opportunity to do is steward a child. We're talking about standing surrender. When she uh, was volunteered to mother this child, there was something in her that God knew that she would have the ability to stand at the foot of the cross, continually knowing all things at all times. He understood that everything that she needed to stand during the course of this 
struggle, during the course of this painful process, during the course of this uh, watching her child be mistreated, watching her child go through, watching her child be technically tormented, knowing that he was her son and God simultaneously. I can but imagine the pain of this mother in her standing surrender. God, it's okay. I know I signed up for a, a specific thing so that uh, people would see you in your glory. I, I know that I signed up for a specific thing, understanding that my life would be surrendered to your cause because that's all we're ever sent here to do, standing in surrender. Mary, I can see her. Uh, I can hear her thoughts. See, the other day on, on the 3rd of February, I couldn't hear her thoughts. On the 3rd of February, I couldn't understand how she could stand at the foot of the cross. On the 3rd of February, I didn't know that uh, there is a pain uh, that, that makes the flowers look a lot less colorful. There's a pain that makes the, the wind seem just a little cooler. There's a pain that makes the raindrops swell and hit you just a little bit harder. There's a pain that makes the cement under your feet feel almost as if you are standing on coal. There's a pain in the heart of a mother that only a mother that loses her child understands. I see Mary standing at the foot of the cross, doing with everything she can, uh, holding on to uh, every bit of his dignity for him, not even for herself, holding on to all that she understood his life represented with everything that she had without wavering, without shifting, without twisting. And I wonder where everybody else went. All the other people, all the 5,000, 12, where, where was everybody else at? Still, she stood, flat-footed, eyes fixed on not her son because she understood that this was different that things had changed, that something had shifted. She understood that now he had uh, a responsibility to share with them, A, um, watch her. To the degree that even <laughs> a whole religion was birthed out of her, <laughs> I'm not interested in any of that. Don't you get any funny ideas? We won't be doing any of that. <laughs> Catholicism in and of itself where, hell, Mary, mother of No, 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 no. All Mary did was her job. She had one job. <laughs> that, that's it. She had, she had one job. But ironically, Jesus even... Um, as he prepared to separate the physical uh, from the spiritual, he shared with those uh, that were with her. Uh, you see my mama? She, she your mama now. 
I, I realize that uh, in standing in surrender, there there are some uh, things that I'm responsible for, even with Demarie's brother. And uh, I'm so grateful that Miss Linda not just called me, but it was an honor to have her at my son's homegoing celebration. She came and she stood with me. Ah. Uh, there are things that, that have to happen in the natural and in the spirit uh, that will connect uh, to pushing uh, people into places that they may not have gone otherwise. Mary had to stand because there were things that she had to demonstrate. She went from being his mother to being a, a lead disciple. Uh, she went from just being his mother to operating in things and places that only she could operate operate in because she was his mother. There were things inside of her that she understood about who her son was and what her son represented that she had to live out loud and and behold uh, thy mother. Um, there there are, are people that my life is assigned to, to, to just love them well, not to be their mother, not to replace their mother, but to love them well. And a, a lot of times when you start to understand that to lose your life is to gain it, uh, there are occurrences that will take place that just provoke you to understand that uh, it's all par for the course. It's a process, Right? This, this very well-known passage of Scripture, right, because of her presence at the foot of the cross is not just a loving mother but also a disciple. Um, and even though uh, there was no cross, there was no crown, there was no cat of nine tails, and I didn't get to stand uh, foot side uh, as my son was covered with a yellow tarp, but uh, to, to even in this day and this age uh, have to uh, stand while that floats around the Internet. Hey, it's a lot. It's, it's a whole, whole lot, right? But what I understand is uh, it was not for nothing, right? Not only was it not for nothing, but uh, because of his bright light, uh, friends that hadn't considered who Jesus is are now contemplating it. My uh, people that have been sage burning and crystal shaking and tarot card reading uh, are now sending me scripture. They went back to the word, behold thy mother. Now uh, people who uh, who have been hollering uh, Hebrew Israelism are asking where where does this particular type of stand come from? Where where does that strength, like how do you get that? Well, his name is Jesus, and, and that's all. I'm always point them back to Jesus because at the end of the day, that's all that standing mother had is he looked at her, and she looked at him, and she looked at him, and he looked at her. And in that moment, she understood that, that beautiful baby boy that she had birthed by the power and the aspects of the Holy Spirit is now uh, the Godhead, part of the Trinity, part of uh, all creation. He is the son. He is the lion and the lamb simultaneously. And all she has is to point us back to her son. In in the original Greek, the, the word uh, 
histami, which means uh, straighten up. It means to stand in, uh, and in present words. It means to stand firmly, right? It, it appears in several different narratives that uh, the mother and the other women and the beloved disciples were standing, right? And the, the second word appears is uh, steros in the Greek, which is, it just means at the cross. And the word itself has the root of that same verb, histomai. The cross uh, was standing. There are things in us, in our surrender, that even in our surrender, we have to take a specific stance for. We have to operate from uh, a different stance than what the world would operate in. We can't uh, uh, grieve like the world. You can if you want to. Um, and 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 let me let me explain that this does not mean that you won't have moments. I had a moment yesterday. I had a a, a, a tough moment. I had a couple of different moments. Um, and you know, my morning I started off strong. I was talking mess. Hey, okay, I got it, Jesus. <laughs> I was standing. Woo, but then uh, during the course of the day, I'm thinking to myself, this is really like, this not, like I'm not, nobody going to shake me and wake me up. Like this is not a game. This is not a gag. Ah, ooh, ooh. All right, Jesus, well, all I can do in this, all I can do through this is do just that, surrender. Surrender my pain, surrender my confusion, surrender my um. I can't really say anger because I, I haven't gotten angry. That ain't I ain't there yet. Uh, I'm not saying that I won't get there. I'm not saying that that can't happen. But through all of it, let me tell you what uh, what I'm I'm walking away with e- each day. Each day, uh, the word becomes more alive when uh, I, I realize that grace and mercy is new every single morning. And the more I focus on him, the more he focuses on me. Fix your eyes on him, and you fix your eyes on her. The more I tr- <clears throat> trust him through the process, the more I um, submit my will, my desire, my, my heartfelt sentiment, the more I surrender my understanding to the truth of the power of God's word, the stronger I stand, the more I straighten up, the more I stand firm on the promises of God. Surely this type of public pain cannot go unanswered by the promises. I would have fainted lest I seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I can't expect anything other than God to get glory out of this process. So my my prayer is certainly that no one have to experience this level of pain um, and even have to stand under the weight of it. But uh, what I will say is that no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, no matter where you find yourself, I pray uh, that you understand the power uh, of standing uh, even in surrender. I pray that you understand the leverage that you gain uh, by standing flat-footed during the storm, by standing flat-footed and declaring war in specific areas. See, my my son's um, passing was not in vain. 
no question. It was not only was it not in vain, but uh, his passing um, will be a gift to nations. On his right arm, uh, it said, "Leave a legacy." <laughs> he had a, a tattoo uh, that simply said, "Leave a legacy." And my my sweet, you have, uh, and and mommy will see to it uh, that that legacy will continue. I'm so grateful for the ability to um, take my pain, uh, transition it from painful places into this um, pointer that leads us back to the rock that's higher than I could ever be, that leads us back to uh, the altar. I will never make an altar of my grief. Uh, My my grief is uh, par for the course. See, when you go through the process of grieving, uh, before you get to grief, I remember when the Lord told me initially, um, I need you to grieve the idea of what you have in mind. That was probably in about 2017, 2018, in the middle of Josiah's chemo and radiation and hospital visits and sleeping in the window. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real, for real. Standing surrender. Um, I'm going to stand, but I'm sure enough going to surrender because whatever God, I, I realize if I know nothing else, I'll say this as I, uh, as I close. My life does not belong to me. I am absolutely uh, a prisoner <laughs> of of war. I'm a prisoner, uh but but I'm a I'm a I'm a submitted uh happy face sticker prisoner. I whatever, Jesus, whatever we at this point, listen, anybody could get it. Y'all could play if y'all feel like it. But you will see, because when I say not scared of any of it <laughs> Y'all thought I said anything. Well wait till you get a look somebody come look at this. Anyway, that being said, listen, I hope I said something that encouraged you, that inspired you, that blessed you, that reminds you to stand and surrender um, every opportunity you get. I pray again, your your stand in surrender don't have to look nothing like mine. Hallelujah. Uh, but whatever it is that God has called you to, however he's uh, assigned your life to be a blessing to the nation, understand that it will take uh, a specific posture. It'll take a specific uh, a stance because I don't think she was standing there angry or mad or frustrated. I think she was standing there as a submitted, humble servant, as the disciple of the Most High God. I believe she stood there uh, with her heart pointed straight to the will of the Father for her life. And so um, I pray that that's your desire, that you would be everything that God calls you to be, even under pressure, that you would stand, that you wouldn't be uh, a wall slider and that you wouldn't be stuck in grief for 25 or 30 years because you just can't get over uh, the pain of the process. Listen here, listen here. Uh, once upon a time, I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't I couldn't talk about it, and I'm, I'm just getting started. But what I will say is, my grief will not become an altar. My grief, don't allow your grief to become your resting place. Don't stay there. Ask God what's in it, what's in the process, and use it for his glory. Um, Here's the time that we have set aside. Um, If my sisters are open, I've got a little bit. I don't have a lot. Um, (laughs) 
uh, I'll go ahead and go through uh, the hosting and the greeting phase. There are lots of people on the call. Please make sure uh, that, that we go through the process right. Just say good morning. Then when we get to the love, life, and victory portion of the call, remember to keep your comments courteous, um, knowing that other people may have something to share. So that being said, uh, we always honor men first here. If there are any men on the call that would like to say good morning, you're welcome to do so now. Good morning, Declare Victory. God bless you all this morning. Good morning, Sarge. Any other men? Amen, amen. If there's anyone on the call, you may be new to the call, or perhaps you may be a first-time speaker on the call. Maybe you've been on the call, you've never said anything. If you'd like to say something, you can this morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, this is, I don't even know if you hear me. Hi, this is Yvette Nikaila's mom. Hi, Yvette. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You have blessed me this morning. Truly blessed me. And I just want to say thank you. I love you, and you are definitely in my prayers. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Yvette. Good morning. Good to hear your sound this morning. Anybody else that's new to the call, first-time caller? Anybody? Good morning. My name um, is Kim. Is, I just want to say I was blessed by your words, words of encouragement. Amen. So, and I pray well, for you as well. Good morning, Kim. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. I heard another person trying to chime in. Who was that? Um, this is Chastity, and I was invited by um, Dee Dee. I had seen um, one of your posts um, that you posted doing after your time passed, and it it really touched me, um, and I've been praying for you. I, I don't know you, um, but I've been felt like I've been really connected to you. I'm a single mother of a son who will be 26, um, mm-hmm. and some of the things mm-hmm. have been challenging um, mm-hmm. in his life, in our life, um, our relationship. So I've just really, I don't know, it's just something about you that I've, I've watched and I've been amazed. Um, Amen. And it, your faith. I've I've grown up in church um, all my life, um, but to see how you have went through this and standing um, has really touched me. So I'm I'm glad that I was able to join this call, um, and I've Amen. been praying for you, and will continue to pray for you. Well, Chastity, God bless you. Thank you so much for uh, being with us this morning. I will continue to pray for you and um, make sure we get your boy's name so that we can continue to pray for him as well. It is a process. Glad to have you. Amen. Anybody else new to the call? It's your first time calling and you would like to say good morning. You are more than welcome to do so. Good morning, Declare Victory, and God bless you, woman of God. This is Lacey. Um, I was invited on by Brianna a few months ago, and I finally made it. Um, God is good. This call was definitely a blessing this morning and just confirmation of so many things. 
that God has been calling me to do. So I just appreciate you for your obedience and for the grace on your life to continue to press forward even in the current circumstances. God bless you and have a beautiful day. God bless you also, Lacey. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear your sound this morning. Is there anybody else, new caller, that may want to say good morning? Amen, amen. Uh, that being said, listen, Ali, Ali, Oxenfree, let's say good morning real quick so we can get to this love, life, and victory thing that we do on Wednesday mornings. Good morning, good, good morning. Good morning, Dion. God bless you. I hey, love you. Sylvia, Sylvia. good morning. Love you too. Blessings. Good morning, you guys. This is Kimberly. Dion, I start I start my new job today, and it is close to the home. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. Very good. Very good. Let's grow up. That's what's up. <laughs> good morning, woman of God. This is Brianna the Backer. And good morning, Lele. I'm glad you got on the call. <laughs> good morning, Bree. Good morning, good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, good what morning. What do, Great. Hey, what it do? Good to hear your beautiful sound this morning, too. I love you. Love you more. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Joyful. I love you. Hi, yeah, Joyful. Hi, I love you, too. Hey, persistent. Love you. Good morning. <laughs> love good you morning. more. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, Miss Tracy. I love you. Hey, Tracy, girl, I love you more. Good morning, it's Elsie. Hey, Elsie. Good morning, Gigi. Hey, Gigi, good morning, darling. Buenos dias. Hey, come on. This is Fieta. Buenos dias. Good morning, it's pretty. Hey, pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Dion. It's Dewanda. Good morning, Victory. Declare Victory family. Miss Miss Dewanda, you listening? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That's Thank all. You, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh huh. Amen. Uh-huh. Good morning. This is Mia. Hey, I listen. If you 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 see my message, you better call me. Yeah, I, I just I will. Uh-huh. I just sorry, I will. Don't get don't get jumped on. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Good morning, Princess. I love you too, sweetheart. Good morning, Dionis. Yeah, I love you. Hey, glow girl. I love you more. How about that? <laughs> Good morning, beautiful. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, Shell, hey. And who who else was that? I know that voice. Say it again. Prosperous, good morning. Love hey, you. Prosperous, good morning. Sweet love, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Hey, Mother, good morning. Blessings to you. Good morning. This is Juanita. Love hey, Swanita, I love you more, girl. <laughs> Swanita, girl, yes. Good morning, it's Pear Street Denise. <laughs> hey, Pear Street Denise, I saw you. 
<laughs> Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Y'all, let's let's go ahead into this love, life, and victory discussion. You good can morning. say hi if you didn't get a chance. Hey, good morning. Who is that? Dr. I love you, Dion. Hey, I love you. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Dion. It's me, Mary. Hey, Tasha. <laughs> hey, me, Mary. Good morning, y'all. Love, love. <laughs> love, love. Lots of it. Good morning. Anybody great have morning. any Great morning, great morning, magnificent. Love you, love you. <laughs> love you too. Peach Cobbler was the best. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anyone? Hey, G, that was a great share. That that passage was real on point. I love you. Standing, standing, standing. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Amen. That's all I got. Sit down for what? (laughs) Good morning. Go ahead. Thank you, and I appreciate you, and God bless you, and I love you for keep standing tall through it all. Have a blessed day, sweetie. You as well, Sabrina. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, Dion, it's Sister Sylvia again. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I was listening to you in the declaration, um, and right away I just went straight to that scripture as you were reading it. And I've read that scripture before. I'm familiar with that particular passage, but never um, thought about it the way that you presented it. Um, As a mother who, you know, um, by the Holy Spirit birthed a son that um, she would watch later, you know, as he surrendered to his, uh, to the obedience to God, what he was sent here for in the beginning, but to stand, like you say, a flat foot, you know, right there watching this surrender. Um, just never thought about it that way, as you put it, but it was just astounding just listening to and just even trying to visualize it, you know, as it was happening. Um, just, you know, just shows that, you know, we, we don't know what we can do until we are you know there to to do it you know um so yeah i just really appreciate the way that you presented that particular passage and the strength that it took to not just be obedient to you know knowing what was already to come but for her you know as a daughter of god that came you know to her in the very beginning before he was even you know Placed in her womb to already know what the outcome would be, and to stand there and watch that surrender. So thank you so much. You too. Hello. Hello. We can still hear you. Dion, okay. are you there? Did Dion, did you drop? Yeah. Oh no, I no, I didn't drop. I'm sorry. I had muted my phone. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Okay, I'm here. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Um so All right. I'm talking. Good morning, Grace. Uh huh. It's Bree Good Bree. morning, sis. Um hey mm-hmm. I absolutely enjoyed the declaration. You said something that was so powerful and I'm hoping that we can just kind of stick with that thought and maybe have a discussion about it. You said um, that you're, you've made a decision not 
to allow your grief to become an altar. And you also referenced the scripture that as believers, we don't grieve as the world grieves. And mm-hmm. as a counselor, I see people who are stuck in grief for 20 years, for 10 years. I've mm-hmm. even through this process heard people say, I could never, like they make the decision that mm-hmm. my grief will be an altar. Like it's mm-hmm. almost as if they feel obligated to the grief or obligated mm-hmm. to their loved one to carry the cross of grief. And so I don't know if anybody can benefit from hearing that this morning, but I think that that is a powerful decision, not a feeling. And I was wondering if maybe we could talk a little bit about either dismantling our altars of grief or making a decision not to erect them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bad decision. I deal with people quite frequently that have, uh, made altars out of their grief, and um, it is a really painful thing to watch considering um, anything that the Lord allows is always intended um, to pull something up, uh, oft times to pull something out, and then to put something back. There there are steps and phases to this. And and don't get me wrong, I give myself complete and utter permission to have my moments, but that's what they are. See, what I didn't understand is that during Josiah's illness, a seven-year stint of long-suffering um, and, and getting to a place where I understood that that was a part of our life, um, after a while it wasn't so painful. It made it a lot easier. Um, to transition into this because see the part that you guys don't see and don't understand is I was anticipating that it would be my baby not not Demarie I was never anticipating that Demarie um, just because of the, the type of person that he was that, that this was not something that I foresaw had it been uh, Josiah my grief would probably be a little bit different um, and and don't get me wrong, they, they all are valuable to me. But some things I understand, I didn't, I, I, this completely blindsided me <laughs> to the 10th power. But what I get is that I had training for this. I had training for it. And if you look back over your life, what you'll look at is the things that have caused you discomfort and pain. If you've processed mm-hmm. them effectively, they've prepared you for the next thing. If you've gone through them effectively with God in mind, standing in surrender, some things don't have the power to knock your feet from under you. Like, I, listen, I'm way too far in to turn around and whimper now. I, I, can't, I can't do that. There are things that I am responsible for in the earth that I'm going to be held accountable for. I've got to answer to all of them. How we respond to things makes the difference. Anybody else, questions, comments, commentary about Dion. this particular topic? Yes, yes. So good morning, Bree. Thank you for reminding us about the grief altar because I'm one who did that. You guys know my first baby was still born at 18, so I didn't know then what I know now. So I think about the years and years and years that I was in such a place of grief because I didn't understand to stand tall and surrender at 18 and being taught, you know, how the church was saying, the reason why he didn't make it, all that stuff. But I can tell you what, oh, God, when you surrender to it all for real and you stand and you go through things and, like, 
someone said to surrender in Lisa's prayer, we got to give stuff, we got to surrender this stuff back to him. And I'm so grateful, Dion, to be your sister and to see what your walk really is. You know what I'm saying? I say it all the time. It's easy to quote scripture. It's easy to say things, but to really walk this thing out and to stand tall through it all. And I so related to the, to your to your um, share this morning. As soon as you said it, I said, I get it. It makes so much sense. So I love you to life. And I just thank you for that. No, I'm learning even in this because it's been four more people that has passed away since the weekend. And I'm like, I can't, I can't tap into my grief because I am a wall slider. No, no, I was a wall slider, but I've learned to stand mm -hmm. through it. So I love you so, so much. And you know, I got you. Amen. Amen. I love you too. And and listen, I, I'm sure um, even, even in that, not making an altar of my grief, I'm sure uh, for people, People that don't know me, they probably think I'm a little crazy. <laughs> they probably think I'm a little crazy. Well, am a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> um, I'm I'm not just this Jesus freak, and and you know I'm I'm sure there's this question. Well, you do all this praying, honey. How did X Y Z happen to your son? Listen, there are days appointed to a man to die. When your numbers show up, that don't have nothing to do with my prayers. He knows the day will get here. He knows the day will leave. My prayers are still effectual and fervent. It doesn't change anything about my prayer life or me believing that God answers. And see, there are things that you all will never know that, that don't have nothing to do with you. I get it. I understand more than you know. I understand. It's process. It's just process. And when when you start to get that and you stop taking it personally, like God has this attack or he's some type of an ogre and he want to see you in pain, if if you get past that piece, if you move into a place where you understand that his sovereignty supersedes any idea you could ever have, you accept what God allows and you use it to point everything back to him because at the end of the day, nothing else matters. Nothing, nothing, everything we do outside of pointing people back to Jesus, I don't care how many degrees you have, I don't care how much money you have, I don't care how much property you have. Listen, all, everything is going back to, to period, you're going right by yourself to give an answer for whatever it is that you were responsible for in the earth. The, the goal is the fruit. And don't get me wrong, I believe God wants us to have all those wonderful things, and I believe that there's a time for all of that. And y'all going to watch me get all of that. But in the process, all I'm concerned about is fruit. All I care about is results. You hear me? Like literally, whose life can change lives? Because, see, if I can get to one, I can get to a 1,000 through that one. All your responsibility is, Right there, there are people who who may never have read their Bible till my son died, and I throw a scripture on social media. <laughs> Literally, right? It's so much bigger than our finite thought process. And when you give yourself permission to stand in surrender, and you partner with Holy Spirit, and you you gain agreement 
with what God's called you to do and created you for, some stuff is is not going to end it for you. You you won't lose hope. I don't got time to lose hope. Lives are being lost. The the world we at the end of the end. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. Hey. Anybody? I'm, hey. I'm over here. Right. And Dewanda in the wing. Dewanda, I hear you. Who else is that? Tosh. Shale and hey, Tosh. Tosh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so Tosh, Dewanda, Shale. Go in that order. Okay. I'm going to try to get through this without crying, but it's a different kind of cry today. And mm-hmm. girl, about to run, I, I, first of all, I'm sitting here while you're going through this declaration like, this is a different kind of boss. I'm just, and I love that it's not, it's the part about showing up. It's what Dee Dee said about you can quote scriptures all day long, but just when your back is to the wall, you come out swinging and you stand up and you show up. So I, I appreciate you just for the example you said. Um, and I know you know that, but I just can't, I can't help but, but say it as I'm like, okay, that, that right there. And what, the, what, what Bribery said about the whole altar of a grief, I heard the term before, but it wasn't until she said what she said and you followed up that I really got it and understood it in my spirit and was able to look back at my own life and say, oh, that's what that was. <laughs> You sitting over there making an altar of your grief. So this, and that's why I love, love, love declare victory. And I'm so grateful for your obedience to the yes and those who have been with the call. Because sometimes you don't get a thing until you can actually see it and and envision it, and then understand in your spirit what it is for you. It's one thing to see what somebody else is doing, but it's another thing for you to just experience it. So I. I appreciate that, and that not making an alter your grief, that right there, that's very powerful, and I, I appreciate that. So just thank you. Um, great declaration today. I appreciate you as always. You know that. That's it. Amen. 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 Love and appreciate you. Miss D, go ahead. <clears throat> thank God. Thank God. I'm, I'm walking in circles with tears. Standing, surrender. Standing, Surrender, Mm -hmm. listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, obeying that, joining God where he is and experiencing his presence right in the middle of what could cause one to crumble. I thank God for this opportunity to be with you this morning because you said something that just stood out for me as I've been through and go through grief and experiencing it, giving it its moments when it comes. I can count it like a wave standing on the seashore. The water come in. I get a little shaky under my feet because it moved the sand, but I'm standing firm on God's word. How he puts things in as he pulls things out that we may go out and, and minister to others along the way. That's how mm-hmm. that healing circle got started. Through the grief, mm-hmm. being active to go out and do something that will bring something to others. Not only that, the COVID things that I do. You know, it's the experiences in life that God takes those places that could bury me if I allowed it to become my altar, but turns it into a ministry instead. I bless your heart this morning. I love you. You guys on Declare Victory, take take a stance and surrender. Not only in the instance of grief, because we grieve living things too, things we've lost, mm-hmm. jobs, transitions, mm-hmm. aging, stand still mm-hmm. and surrender to God and experiencing mm-hmm. him in those places. I love you. I love you all. Have a blessed day. Amen. 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 Good stuff. Go ahead, Sheila. 
Okay, D. Look, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, when <laughs> the what I keep hearing is, you know, he'll meet you where you're at. And that means that when you partner up with the Holy Spirit, the near and present help at all times, in the time of trouble, he'll show right up, right up. Um, it, it's something different when you know that it's in you. And how could you pack something and, and stand on something that you believe and then when something comes to shake your shake your stand that you fall? I, re, I remember uh, when it happened to me, I just, I was like, okay, I'm still a mother. But as you said in your declaration, he gave us what to steward over. He allowed us to be the stewarder, the guardian, the keeper, the watcher over that precious gift, and I wouldn't dare create a grief altar to say, you know, look what you've done. No, look what you've done, and I thank you for even allowing me to be able to be in this place. Naturally, oh, my God, it don't feel good. But spiritually, I know that there's there's a process, there's a, there's a reason, there's something there. And and for me, I was quiet, but I thank God for the people that I've come in contact with, especially Brenda, because she wouldn't allow mm-hmm. me to just nurture. I, I, it wasn't it wasn't really nurturing mm-hmm. grief, but it was a way for me to be able to to see. I could talk to people when I see people, but she said, "No, come on, you got a voice. Come on, mm-hmm. people can't mm-hmm. see you behind the curtain." So come on, I I got you. So the way that God sets things up is 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 the way He does it. But we thank Him because He's all knowing, He's all powerful, and He's a keeper. If we don't know mm-hmm. nothing else, y'all, He's a keeper. He'll mm-hmm. keep you if you want to get kept. So I love you, sis. Standing, standing, love you, love you. God bless you, Dion. Yes. Okay, this is PR. I, I wanted to share that. And you're sharing uh, John, the 19th chapter, the 25th verse and 28th verse. It took me to, in listening to what you're sharing, what came to my heart was a scripture found in John, the 12th chapter. And Jesus had uh, had already said that um, in the 20, um, I think it's the 21st verse, that he says, that unless a seed uh, falls into the ground, Mm-hmm. The truth the kernel of the wheat must be planted in the soil, I and mean, unless mm-hmm. they die, it will be alone, mm-hmm. the single seed. And but death will produce uh, many mm-hmm. kernels, and for the plenty mm-hmm. of the new lives. And so when I hear, listen to you declare this morning, and the loss of your son is not a loss. Um, there's mm-hmm. the, the truth that comes from mm-hmm. the seed kernel that was planted. And my heart and my prayers are with you. Jesus prepared this for all that we would go through. That's why he went through it. To let us know mm-hmm. that these are going to happen and I will be with you. And as you said, the goodness of the Lord will follow us all the days of our lives. And it's all about Jesus. And when we mm-hmm. go to him, stand in him and we believe in him and we move and we believe and we have our movement and our being in him, um, the conclusion of the matter has already been said. And so well mm-hmm. done as being a faithful servant. And may God continue to richly 
um, build you up when they're torn down and strengthen you in those moments of weakness, but to know that you know that you are fulfilling this assignment, and his assignment will be fulfilled in all of us. God bless you, mighty woman of God, and I love you. Amen. Blessings, blessings, and thank you for that. That was actually uh, his eulogy passage. And so, yes, he was most certainly a seed, most certainly. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, Good commentary? Kimra, I have a comment. Good morning. Hold, hold on one second, Kimra. Who else was that? That was um, Mama. Yes. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, Jerry. Yeah. Mhm. And okay, so hold on, hold on two seconds, because I heard I heard Mother Jerry, and then I heard Kimra, and then who else was that? Joyful. Joyful. I thought so. Okay. So go ahead, Mama Jerry. Then go Kimra. Then go Joyful. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful um, declaration this morning in our surrender. And as you were saying that, it, it's just so easy for us to uh, lift our hands and stand and surrender. It just seems that to me, but everyone is not in a place, you know, to lift their hands and surrender. And I I was uh, in my studies on this morning, and he talked about how, and we know that all things work together for the good. So many people have misquoted that. But in finding that, I thought about uh, when... um, there was a, a songwriter that wrote, sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tides roll away. He said, and just as the tides are rolling away, are we wasting time? Are we just doing this as a, a mode of protection for ourselves? It's so easy to surrender, uh, radical. I understand why you are called the radical uh, midwife, because so many souls are coming, are coming because of your standing and surrendering. Thank you so much for your bravery right now. I appreciate you. God bless. Amen. Amen. Blessings to you. Oh, well, thank you. I just want to say what I grasp from the word is just kind of a different posture on parenting. Um, understanding that we are the stewards of our children, although they are ours and God used us as vessels to birth them into the world, they ultimately belong to him. And just to be mindful of that as we go through our day-to-day with our kids, our interactions, how we build them up, how we correct them, and how we redirect them into who God has called them to be. And just my day-to-day, I'm going to meditate specifically on that for them and making sure that I um, do what the Lord called me to do in regard to stewarding them to his glory and to be the vessels that he's created them to be for his purpose. So thank you for that. Amen. Very good. Joyful. Good morning, Dion. (laughs) The start of your declaration, ma'am, you said P-O-W and you said it at the end, I am a prisoner of war. My mind was racing from the beginning of the declaration. So when Paul says in Ephesians 3, 1, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, he said that, um, you know, in those old movies, how the prisoners of war would be captured. And at first they were 
captured, obviously standing. They were led away standing until they eventually became seated. And when we can acknowledge, if like Paul, that we are all prisoners of Christ, and then there is a day that we will be seated in him. While the Bible tells us we have been seated in heavenly places, I just have this image of um, I think we mix this thing about being free doesn't mean that we do whatever we want to do, but we're free in him. So Paul saying that I am a prisoner of Christ, we live our lives in such a way that it's to honor him and whatever it is that he wants us to do. So our lives are being directed and guided by Holy Spirit. So I'm sitting with the uh, prisoner part, the prisoner of war the prisoner of Christ Jesus. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your declaration. And I absolutely love you. I absolutely love you back. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Hey, this is Mia. Um, I just wanted to say, like, um, what I under what I'm finally understanding about grief um, is kind of you you change after you lose somebody. You change. You're not the same person, and you literally have to learn how to navigate life as this new person. For example, once I lost my stepdad, um, that was my father figure. So I no longer have this person that I could call on in that in the midst of you know, he was my biggest one of my biggest cheerleaders. One of the perps one of the people that literally, um, man, I, I could be doing <laughs> the smallest things and he made me feel as though I was just doing so much and like since he's been gone, I'm still like, what's my purpose? And just kinda like a little confused and it finally hit me like Mia, you got to learn how to navigate life now without him. You get what I'm saying? So this is a new mm-hmm. version of you. You have to know how to navigate life with this new version of you. And granted, um, um, I'm, y'all helping me understand grief even more, but I just wanted to comment, even if the lady who said that she had lost her mm-hmm. baby at such a young age, um, we, we find ourselves just really becoming different people and not even knowing in that moment you became somebody different and you had to figure out life, how to navigate life after that. So beyond even in this moment, like like they called you so radical, but all the things you went through before, now you are a mother who lost a child. You get what I'm saying? You're That's that's totally different, you know? So just I just wanted everybody just to, to, to give yourself grace, give, you know, just give, give grace. I know it's easier said than done to not make an altar out of your grief. And I'm trying to figure out a way to, you know, not keep myself in to those quiet moments and sad moments. I find myself, you know, grief still having a hold on me. Um, but I just wanted to say to myself, to all of us, you know, just give ourselves grace as we try to, you know, and surrender and as we try to navigate that new version of yourself, you know, like it's, it's okay and to, you know, not beat yourself up if you do find yourself sad or, like you say, you know, angry or, Whatever you may feel, just give yourself grace and, and, and go back to surrendering it to God. But I just want y'all to, everybody to know that, that you're a different person after you lose somebody, you know? So that's all mm-hmm. I want to say. It's true. It's true. And I, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. 
Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you for sharing, Mia. Hey, beautiful lady. Yes. Go, I have. I heard three people. I, I know I heard Ruth Ann and, and whoever just said yes. Who was that? Brianna. You heard Bree Bree too. And this is pretty. Okay, so I'm going to let, because I know Sabrina probably has a, a client to take. Sabrina, uh, uh, Bree Bree, and then I heard pretty, but I also heard who else was that? I heard one more person. Who else was that? Okay, go, go ahead, Bree. Oh, and I heard Ruth Ann. Uh, no, Bri, uh, Sabrina go first, then Brianna go second. I just wanted to clarify, um, and thank you so much, Mia. I miss you. I want to hug you. I wanted to clarify <laughs> that when we say not building an altar, we don't mean that you don't feel the pain of grief. What we literally mm-hmm. mean is that we make a decision not to get stuck in the pain. So I love what you said about, you know, we are a different person after the loss. Absolutely. We should take on different shapes mm-hmm. and forms, but we should not stop living. And most of the time when we see people who've erected altars of grief, they're stuck in that very moment. It still feels like it mm-hmm. happened just yesterday. They have not moved. Mm-hmm. They have not grown. They have not evolved. So thank mm-hmm. you for giving me an opportunity to even clarify that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that, too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's that's the difference. Because I'm, I'm not going to never say I'm not going to have ookie days, like, at all. You know what I mean? Or And, and I won't say days. Um, by God's grace and because of some of the things that I've gone through, there are certain things I will never do. I'm not going to make a decision to spend my day sad. I give myself permission to have moments. But then I also know that I have to move forward, right? And that's the difference. But what you end up seeing with people who have made altars of their grief is arrested development. I mean, and I'm talking about massive scales of erect uh, of of um, arrested development where they can't function. They don't even have the capacity, um, and they can't even have a conversation past the fact that they've erected that altar there. doesn't matter what you say or what you do. And that that's why having people around you that give you permission to go through the pain of your process without erecting, you hear me, without erecting an altar there. It's extremely important. Amen. Uh I know I heard Ruth, and I know I heard uh, Bree Bree. So Bree Bree, you go. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. That you even what you just said right now was very powerful, um, and it just really this whole declaration brought me to a place of repentance because I've experienced two losses in the past couple years, and what you said about the people definitely made the difference because the first time when I lost, I miscarried, and even though I grieved in that moment, I had my mom like really speaking life to me and helping me to come out that place because it did bring me to a dark space. And I gave myself full permission to have those dark days, even when I felt like this is unnecessary. But it also went back to what Sabrina said about, I felt like I'm not honoring the life of this child or when my grandmother passed last year, I'm not honoring her life the right way if I grieve differently than everybody else. And in the instance of last year, 
everybody wanted to be pretty sad. And I did it, and I didn't know. I felt that I was an oddball out by wanting to grieve differently. And so in this, <clears throat> watching you from afar experiences, watching you at your son's homegoing ceremony, it really shifted something in me. And like you said, we don't grieve as the world grieves. And so you being that example that I've never had and I've never seen really shifts something in me when it comes to relationship. Because I felt like I was arrested last year when I went home for three weeks to deal with everything and came back. And for two months, I went to work and I came home and I sat on the couch or I slept. And I felt like if I didn't go through this really dark grief, then do I really, did I really love this person? Did I really honor this person? Did I really, do I really love my family? Like those were the really the things that I thought grief needed to look like in order for it to be valid and not those moments of I am sad or I am upset or I do feel this way and then giving myself permission to lean into God. It was more of once I allowed that grief to set in, everything around me just seemed dark and it just seemed like this heaviness that I really couldn't carry. And so I began to, when I couldn't stay there anymore, I just began to cry out to God a lot because I'm like, okay, I have to get over it. Like at some point, something needs to break that I'm not in this dark place. But as soon as I gave myself permission to be sad all day or to be angry all day, that that was my day, I had days and weeks of that, and it took forever to come out. And so I just really thank you for, and I thank God for who you are, because just in me seeing you do something differently and leaning into God, <clears throat> giving glory to God, even in those down moments, it shifted something to me. And it always, <clears throat> for me, highlights my relationship. Where am I at? It really has me asking the question of, okay, where, where do I sit with him? Who, what, what does it look like for me to go through things when he sees me? Is he pleased? Am I arresting myself? Am I stunning my growth and the growth of those around me? Because I decide that instead of having those moments and leaning into him, that I'm giving myself permission to take weeks and months of darkness and whatever else that invites. So thank you so much. Um, I love you as well. And I just, um, you, I just, I, I honor you as who God made you to be because it really speaks volumes for number one, not just saying it, but when, when you live in it out loud, it, I just, I appreciate you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That's, that's good stuff, Bree. That's a, uh, that was a, a great, great share. Very, very, very good. Appreciate you. Um, Ruthann? Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Excuse good me, morning. I'm packing hard, but uh, the light winded. I want to say this. I thank you for setting the tone, setting the stage from the call to the service to the um, whole internet, mm-hmm. social media. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for setting the tone. And because I think as leaders, and you being the, the leader of this call and the founder of the call, you set the stage a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to say that because um, it reminded me of my mom. When my mom who lost all three of her sons, and I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw my mom and you all three times. The calmness and the, the stillness. Um, and um, I asked my mom, I remember asking my mom, you know, I you know, would tell her, I never saw you cry. And none of the funerals, never saw her cry. And she said this, I had to be strong for you. 
and that, and you, your, your, through the whole process, you reminded me of my mom when to her saying that I had to be strong for you, and it's like you had to be strong not only for your two babies, you know, for your family, but for us on this call and everybody to show us, just like the young lady said, you set the the whole tone because I can imagine somebody that had gone through, you know, this this um this situation and you know being a whole nother way it would have just it would have shifted the atmosphere to to that such as that but since you know um it has happened everything has been you know everybody everything has been calm and it's like follow the leader we're we're, um we're following your lead and and just even from the uh, social media i didn't see of the stuff that i see at other you know it was tasteful it was it was peaceful. Um, mm-hmm. It was calm. But there was one picture that I saw you on that broke me. It was one picture. And you were staring, you know, looking that way. And I could just, that, that broke me because I know, I don't know the feeling. I never lost a child. But I, I remember my mom just staring. And a look on her face and just like, mm, mm, mm. You know, no words can explain it. Yes, we are believers, but no, you can't prepare for that. And my mom, is, yeah, arrested development is what it is for her because my, if you have a conversation with my mom right now, she was, my brother died in 2015, the last one, 2015. And you know what she would say? Why didn't they call me? Why didn't they call me when it happened? As if anything would change now. Why did why and she's still mad at mom she's still mad at the family because of the something about something and all this stuff. She won't talk to nobody on her side of the family since nineteen ninety one. She shut everybody down. And the last mm-hmm. one that passed, she said, I'm not even having a service. She had, she said, Nobody but my kids and my grandkids come. This I'm shutting it down. This is not for entertainment. You know, I'm done. I'm not having another service. She put everything in my hands. I had to identify the body, everything. She was done. And still to this, and then after losing my niece, which is my baby's brother, only child, my mother had sat on that couch, y'all, for the last year. And she said it. Mm-hmm. So I thank you. I wish you could have this conversation with my mom. I wish, you know, um, I wish I saw that, that I know she was calm then, but then she, she locked everybody out. She shut everybody down. So I wish that you know, um, well, just send just send her to playback, honey, and and help help your mama get off the couch. Because as long as she's <laughs> no. still here, oh. well, there's still time. No she ain't had no choice lately. She had to get a car because she raised the five grandkids. So she she still she's getting out that place because one of the grandkids told her they said, "Grandma, you mean?" So <laughs> I just want to thank you. <laughs> yes. you said, this this will not make me bitter. <laughs> she mm-hmm. apologized to everybody, but I wanted to thank you for setting the stage. And I, we absolutely love you down here in the Sacramento. And so um, thank you, beautiful lady. And I just want to thank you for allowing him to work with me. Last thing I want to say is me and him used to crack up at some, I, I couldn't call him crazy, but we have we cater for some crazy people. Me, him, and Miss Dee right. back there cracking up. But I thank you for allowing Amen. him to work with me. In Jesus' name, I just Amen. thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, Ruth. Amen. Good morning. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? Good morning. This is Prosperous. Good morning. Um, 
Oh, pretty Patrice. We forgot. I'm sorry. Pretty Patrice, and then you go prosperous. Sorry, pretty. Thank go you. ahead. So I just appreciate the. I didn't get a chance to see you the day of the service, but I, I appreciate you, <laughs> you did. I, I, I appreciate did. Bishop. I appreciate um, the word that he gave. I appreciated Bree and how she spoke for the service. I appreciated you getting up and what you did and what you said and how you handled it and the grace that you had and the strength that you had through it all. I just really appreciate and have a better understanding of why. Because my son asked me, he said, Mom, my friend's son, Mom, prayed for him. And look what he still passed. I said, son, that has nothing to do with it. This is Mm -hmm. God's divine order. Mm -hmm. And we have no control over that. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dion. This declaration was even more um, beautiful and on point and and helped me to, to understand. I love you, sis. Love you more. Love you more. Go ahead, uh, Prosperous. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I love you, Pastor Dion. I just wanted to, um, I loved how the person, someone has spoken earlier about giving yourself grace. And I think those kind of things speak out to me because I need to learn to do that more, you know, give myself and people more grace. Um, and I just, uh, I felt closer to you this sounds really weird because i haven't i still haven't seen you in person met you in person but <laughs> it was like an a relatability of i kept hearing that song by donnie mcclerkland uh stand um what i don't you probably know the song i'm talking about but i just remember you standing in the funeral and um me being relating not i didn't i never had it lost a child but just the grief of losing someone and you just standing. Um, I don't know, there were so many areas that happened and I did, I loved your posts and I loved your baby service. Um, I think one of the reasons why it was kind of, um, it really hit me off hard because yeah, we've been praying for your baby Josiah and thank God he's a miracle. And it reminded me of when my mom has always been the sick one, like more sickly and my dad, was fine and then out of the blue a month before he passed he we were told he's going you know and it just surprised it was like because you just didn't you know don't expect that it wasn't that wasn't expected but i love what you said pretty patrice god has his own plan so i don't want to ramble i just i just saw like i don't know how to explain it now i don't know vulnerability is the word but just such relatability in you that i just I love you. I just love you. And I, I, I connect with people in the Bible where I get relate, where I relate the walk. <laughs> and it's a not easy walk. I know you know that. So I just want you to know I love you and just living your life out loud. I feel closer to you. I feel like I, I just feel so much more related to you and you're just such a blessing. And that's why I called you my little boo. I love you, my boo, too. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's all. I love you. I will continue to keep you and your boys in prayer. 
Love you too. Thank you. We appreciate you. Amen. Anybody else as we prepare to close? Hey, hey, hey. Can you hear me? Um, I'm outside. You know, this song came to my mind as people have been sharing. What the enemy meant for evil, God is working it out for my good. Um, mm-hmm. That might not even be the words, but I just, whatever. That's, that's the Those are the words. You did it, Sissy. You did it. I did it. I said, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Sissy. I love you. Hi. I, I love, love you, you so much. Because <laughs> you are the special one. Okay, okay. This is not our <laughs> private conversation. I, um, you know, I've re- I've read and heard that scripture many, many times. And I, as you as you read it and began to exegete the text, I immediately said, God, here you go again, helping us to see that nothing is new under the sun, even though the mm-hmm. circumstances of the two moms' losses were different, it's still a loss. I agree with Miss who said that um, grief is not just the loss. We don't just grieve people. We grieve things. And for probably a maybe a three- or four-year period, I grieved one thing after another. And, and I remember making a decision, for God, for God I live and for God I die. I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> I really do not get it. But I trust mm. you even when I can't trace you. And so for all of you thinking that Dion is strong, a strong woman, and she is, she still has to go through this process. I remember sharing with her yesterday, Dee, do you remember I kept trying to expedite the process? I, I just kept trying to find corners that I could cut, and, you know, and now I'm over it. Ah, no, no, no. That, that grief has a way of sneaking up, and it's so powerful mm-hmm. to be able to say these are moments. Mm-hmm. That they're not, they're not, it's not who I am now. I am not grief. Dion is not grief. Mm-hmm. You are not grief. There are moments that we have. And guess what? They pop up unexpectedly. But mm-hmm. they, they become, we, be, we begin to learn how to manage them a little bit more mm-hmm. differently and then put them under our subjection, but never ever stuffing them to the degree that we won't deal with it because we must deal with it. Otherwise, it's going to mm-hmm. come out in some other kind of way. I apologize for the noise. This is what I want to say to the people that are still challenged with grief, who may be comparing yourself with Dion or somebody else. Don't please don't do that. Please please don't do that. All of us are different. I think what is happening right now is that we're able to see that it is possible to um, experience something as I'm going to use the word horrific. Uh, I'm going to use the word um, just. We, we might think it unfair, whatever, whatever verb you want to put there, to experience a loss as big as this and still give God praise because look at the fruit that is being born out of your grief, out of your pain, Dion. And, and to the person mm-hmm. that's that stuck, you, you, you know, you packed your bags and moved on grief boulevard, I'm telling you that you can leave. It's a decision. And you don't do it all in one walk. I mean, sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes, you know, you, you I can make it for the day. I may not be able to make it for the day, but I can make it for the next hour. I, I can make it for the next minute. And those minutes will turn into hours. What is important is that you begin to get up and move. 
What is important mm-hmm. is that you make a decision. Everything starts with a decision. Dion decided that she was not going to move on Grief Boulevard. She decided mm-hmm. that she was not going to erect altars. She decided, and that's what you can do, sis, brother, whoever you are, that's what you can do. Okay, it's really loud now. I apologize. But um, I just wanted to share that really quickly. I love y'all. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to the testimonies that are going to come out of this about how God brought you through, who you were able to bless, and, 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 and all of those wonderful things. God bless you. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, hey, Deanna. Can you tell? Hey. You know what this is? No. This is Jill. Anyway. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Juju. Well, you know, first of all, I want to thank you. I know it's the Lord that's working in you for being a champion of the 21st century when it comes to walking it out for the Lord. Um. That's a beautiful thing to be able to see in this time when we know the Lord is soon to come. And um, it's just beautiful to, to watch you walk it out like that. Um, I was also thinking about this whole thing about grief. I remember I had a dream because you were talking about how people can set up altars. And I had a dream of a good friend of mine was um, years, I mean, decided that they would never marry again or anything because they lost their husband. And I had a dream one time and the Lord showed me that, uh, you know, with those altars that we set up, if, if, you know, yes, we, we, like you said, we should grieve and we have our moments, but we shouldn't stay stuck there because when you are stuck there, it opens the portal for demons, you know, and that demon of depression had a stronghold on her so deep that although she was smiling, and seemed like she was every day, you know, like like life was good. Um, she was harboring a demon. And then I was thinking about what Miss um, D was saying as well that you know you can not it's not just people that we grieve. It's also you know other situations. And then, um, but anyway, anyway, in the dream that I had. The Lord let me see that through the mass that th- that this person was carrying a demon, was a demon of depression that had a stronghold on her. And when I called it out, it went into another person who had lost uh, a family. They had not physically, but it was a divorce that was very, very, you know, that cut very deep. And it went from that person to the other person. And so he was let, you know, this was a way of letting me know that. Yes, we can grieve. We have to let know. We have to have moments, you know, have our moments, but we have to know when to let go because if we don't, then we, you know, we're, we don't realize that, you know, there's a demon that has come in and taken control. We'll, we'll take control, you know, and although you're just going through the motions, that's why you said earlier you get stuck. You can't move. You know, you stay in the same place. Your mind stays in that moment. And you can't move forward to do what God is calling you to do. So I just wanted to say that. Amen. You too. Amen. It's it's true. <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother conversation. We well, all listen, it's seven fifty seven. I did better than I thought I'd be able to. Um but you could stick a fork in me. 
I'm going to begin my day. I pray that something that was said uh, has you ready for next um, and and maybe causing you or provoking you to rethink your stance, to rethink even your grief, um, be it the, the loss of a thing, loss of time, loss of um, lots of different things. I pray that you process it well enough to free yourself, uh, that you make a decision today that you're going to live and you're going to live um, and live a life that brings glory and honor to God deliberately, that all of your steps are specific to uh, pointing back to who he is. And so I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you are uh, prepared to propel into your next because you know you have a responsibility to the nations um, to live a free life. God bless each of you. Um, thank you all for joining. Uh, if this call blessed you, share it. Uh, tag a friend. Make sure that somebody else has the uh, ability to uh, be liberated as well. Love you, but I promise God loves you the most. Don't forget to be uh, the Jesus that somebody needs to see no matter what you're going through. Uh, have an expectation that uh, your life is a beacon, and how you shine is a choice. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, and we'll, for those of you that are fasting, we'll meet right back here at 5 o'clock. Uh, otherwise, we'll meet right back here tomorrow, same bat station, where my sister will be sharing tomorrow uh, another uh, allotment of surrender. Blessings, guys. Have a great day. Have a blessing day. every day. Have a good day. Bye, Boo Boo. Have an awesome day, everyone. Have a good day.